0: them to get my dad He's okay. they don't want to get a nasty tweet
1: from Donald Trump i wish he'd stay off twitter i don't care i don't care it is well, Either way give you america itself this is ed mcmahon and now here's armstrong and getty
3: now this i'm liking live from studio c is yes, in your a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the armstrong and getty communications compound and today we're under the tutelage of
1: our general manager Chinese tech companies whose jobs need to be saved or something very odd. Wait a second, what is this the theme to? The Sanford is Son. Yeah, isn't it? is it? Yeah. Okay, a
3: briefly... great nineteen seventies sitcom. I briefly was afraid it was the Cosby Show, the uh, the cartoon Cosby Show. <laughs> hey hey hey! Kind of has a similar sound to it as that, and I thought. Gonna that's to commit that'd... a rape today. Yeah, we don't want that. Sanford and Son, perfectly good. As a charming tale of a man who ran a junkyard, he and his son.
1: Oh, yeah. They He's, bickered, but they loved each other.
3: He suffered from heart disease. That was part of the humor. Funny. Funny. <laughs> Always feared a fatal infarction.
1: <laughs> a big one. Yes. Here comes the big one. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, the humor involved in heart attacks of the 70s. Um, yeah. So let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show and uh, lots to talk about today. Let's uh, start with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael.
0: Hey, good. I couldn't remember, Jack, if you said this, I don't know if I dreamt it
3: or whatever, but you hate push button starts on cars. Absolutely. Absolutely hate them. Why is and it I'll it, never have a, I'll never have one again. I,
0: I was just pushing, you know. I started my car today. I have the push button. I thought, uh-huh. why does this make Jack angry? I, I just, just don't like it. it. Hard
1: to imagine, isn't I it, I just it, don't like it. Hard to imagine. Well, it's killing people it across a the country. Sign of mental illness, clearly. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't understand
3: the advantage. What's the supposed ad- upside? Why change something I've been doing my whole life? What's the advantage? Or is it just the novelty of doing something different that people seem to enjoy? He's going
1: to make us uh, defend ducklings and sunrises next. It's just, it is. <laughs> you it's just new. Push it's, button. It's, it's better. It works easy. Why it's is it better? A, the key, the turn, the, that's e- easily jacked up. It's easily, uh, it's too easy to steal your car. Well, I'm always getting that my technology. car stolen. Well, yes, you are. I, will, I might actually get rid of my car
3: because of the push button start. Wow.
1: wow. That's how much I hate it. Wow. Share so your thoughts your p- on that uh, with us at uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. They <laughs> have like a sore finger? It just really hurts just to push the it. button?
3: I never... Oh, I, it's the same reason people die all the time. They don't turn their car off when they stop because I don't have my keys to take out or and I never have my keys. fob. Stronger. I just... <laughs> what, I just like they like, don't turn off their car because they can't find their key. Why? No, you just don't think of it. I'm, I regularly leave my car on. I, co- I go back outside and my car's still on. Wow. Because I don't have my keys okay. to take out. Oh. Okay. And people are dying wow. because they yeah. they uh, the uh, whatever the carbon monoxide in their garage goes into their house and it kills them. So if I, you go through uh,
0: an entire tank of gas because it fell
3: off and you leave and the I car don't, on. And I don't
1: like it. I just don't like it. I find uh, positive Sean's reference to Darwin incredibly insensitive and persuasive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, if it was my only choice, fine. But since I have a choice, I think I'll go with something I like better. Do What's-
1: you have a choice? Does anybody make the old style anymore? God, I hope so. Well, I, I buy old cars. I continue to buy
3: used cars, partially because I don't like the new electronics. I had to buy an older car because I don't want a rear view camera. I don't want all that electronics in my dash. I just want—I want the lever that you push over to the, the red side for hot and the blue side for cool, <laughs> and you turn up the fan. That's what I
1: want. You know. <laughs> You are the only human being on earth I have ever heard express these things, which makes you a courageous no, my dad, leader my, among men. My dad feels the same way. I haven't heard my him man, say that, though. You're the only person that I have heard And my wife yes, feels that. the same way. If I brought home... They're afraid to argue with you! <laughs> That's right, Joe.
3: If I brought home a car for my wife, a truck for my wife, that had a modern electronics on, on it, she wouldn't drive it. Wow. And I and I don't want it either. I, just, I hate it. I don't, want all the, I don't want to have to press 50 buttons to make the air conditioner go just want to turn the knob. It's so nice and simple and easy. That's, that's, I want simple and easy. Why can't do we need breakdown? a key? Why can't we just crank the engine in the front like <laughs> yeah. we always used to?
2: Yeah. What's this jingle jangling you in my pocket for? To, they're sharp. Sometimes they jab me in the thigh. Trying to, trying to give me a leg hemorrhage.
3: Jay Leno's the same way, too, by the way. On his uh, car show, he's always talking about his hatred of electronics. I hate mm. the electronics on the car. And uh, so I don't know if eventually you won't be able to get one. So I had to buy the stripped-down version of my truck to be able to get no electronics on it which is awesome. But they may it may go away. They may force me to have to press 50 buttons to turn up the temperature by 2 degrees.
1: You know, all you need to start a horse is a pat on the neck and a warm word. <laughs> and a horse has never gassed anyone.
3: One of the things that is hurting the radio industry is you got to press 20 buttons to get to the radio when you get in the car. Um instead of, you know, because you got my my wife's minivan had the single most complex Audio DVD, the, Turn on the DVD player to play a movie for your kid was at least 50 bucks. <laughs> it was
1: unbelievable. Yeah, I remember that back in the day. That, but that was before they got so wonderfully capable now. You can just do anything, anything at all in a modern automobile. I don't want to do anything. You can Facebook because you go 80 miles per <laughs> hour. Just it's wonderful.
3: Drive.
1: I have Facebook <laughs> in my eye. Music in my ear, talk radio in my other ear, and and NORAD's full map (laughs) to keep an eye out for incoming uh, North Korean missiles uh, projected on my dashboard. I love it. (laughs) Uh I actually have an infrared system. In my car. I am the anti-jack. My car is so incredibly modern, it is the envy of America. In w- the world! I want
3: my car to be like a 1982 Chevy truck for the rest of my life. I want mine to be like an aircraft carrier. <laughs> I can fight China. <laughs> <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. I'm a huge fan of industry disruptors. And uh, other than Amazon, I can think of uh, no better example of an industry disruptor in my lifetime than Netflix. And uh, just a quick note on Netflix, they have transitioned their spending budget away from acquiring uh, content that other people used to make when they would just rerun like old friends stuff or whatever. Now people are realizing there's value in that. They're not selling those, so Netflix is now uh, focusing 85% of their new spending on original programming, original productions. By the end of the year, they will have a 1,000 total original programs, almost 500 of which have yet to debut.
1: Wow. So they've become a combination TV network movie studio. Yes. Yes. And With so the, uh, a lot of money to spend and hiring really creative people. It's an it's a ballsy change. Well, and they seem to be good at it. There was a long article
3: in the New York Times about the death of network television and how their audiences are just shrinking and shrinking and yeah. shrinking. And, and the, the re, their reason for even continuing to try is starting to go away. It's almost just nostalgia that they continue to try. I mean, what's the point? All the good stuff's on other channels. It might just go away. They might have to just start to run local weather on your ABC, your CBS, your NBC in various markets. Because what's the point? Uh, There's Marsha Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? I'm doing very well. I am gearing up for some (laughs) asteroid gazing. I got
0: my lawn chair, my binoculars, my shirtty. It's all in place, all set up, ready to go. When I get home, I'm going to be looking to the sky. What are you talking about? I'm not hip to this. We've got an asteroid the size of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, that one. Right, sorry. It is going to be flying past Earth this evening, 5 p.m. West Coast time. blazing sunshine. Will
3: we be able to see it?
0: Uh, You supposedly can with a small telescope or
3: binoculars. Yeah, I was talking to my kids about this last night because it'll be half the distance the moon is away from the Earth. That's how close it will be. Right. And, of course, they could have their calculations wrong. Maybe they forgot to carry the one, and it's going to crash right into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, astronomers say very few objects of that size are seen passing so close to Earth. But they also say the asteroid really doesn't present any risk to our planet. But as Jack uh, just mentioned, if their calculations
1: right. are off a bit, They whoa. could be wrong. They, yep. The dinosaurs probably thought that 65 million years ago. Yep. All all right. Right.
3: Well, well, we'll watch it go by. It'll Listen,
1: I've checked it 100 times. It's going to miss the Earth, all right? Go back to eating plants. And they were wrong. Yes. <laughs> I will look for that. Yeah. Um, what, is it gonna be flaming, uh, trail of smoke and debris, or, or do we have any idea what uh, gonna look like? Or it could just be big and gray and look block like a, out the sun. Yeah, look like know? a bird flying by. Yeah. I don't I or need we, to know these. Would things. it move
3: really slow or would it go zip like I, a shooting star?
0: You know, I don't know. These are. These, you don't is know why, much. This is why I'm well, going
2: he's been to be focusing
3: on the preparations. The shardy,
2: the lawn chair, you know, <laughs> the important things. <laughs> yes, I've got, got it all exactly.
3: set up. Did, didn't get to the science part. Right. Of it. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, May 15th, the year 2018. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
1: All right, well, let's begin cranking the old Armstrong and Getty show up and start it for the morning. According to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. You just see this game. No
0: coups,
1: the Rockets can't beat them. Like I said, I picked the Warriors in five can they win a game no they're not
2: gonna win a game hey i picked the warriors in five i want to say i'm taking the warriors in three
3: there you go <laughs> wow charles barclay after the game last night said anybody who thinks the houston will win one game is crazy wow <laughs> been a fun season warriors gonna win it see you next year 65 win season one of the great seasons <laughs> in nba history sorry you're just not good enough
0: Anyway, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got the Palestinian demonstrations not letting up. Worries about another round of deadly confrontations. The first lady is in the hospital, and we have royal wedding drama. The father of the
3: bride will not attend. Stories coming up minutes yeah. from now. Armstrong and Gittin. Yeah, this is not your typical royal wedding. This is what happens when you bring in non-royal people. Yeah, that's right. It's Faltsiders. a mistake.
1: <laughs> people talk about inbreeding like it's a bad thing. Import some uh, import some German prince. Right. <laughs> He's got you right. know one ear much larger than the other. That's harmless.
3: <laughs> you gotta marry your second cousin. That's sure. the way royals do it. Right. That's well you know what you're getting. What's the Queen of Prussia doing these days? Marry her. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh it's fine, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Isn't there a hot Habsburg around somewhere you <laughs> oh, can marry? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> a lot to get into. I have the diagnosis for the ailing first lady. I know it would did her in. You've examined uh, Melania's kidney, huh? It's hot. She's got uh, a hot kidney. Oh, boy. She's like the rest of her. Huh? Show me your kidneys. Uh, all this coming up on the Armstrong
1: and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
3: Armstrong and Getty show. Like a Just a portion from the text line. Thank you, Jack. I agree with the electronics. I'm with you, Jack. I love having a simple vehicle. Blah, 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 blah. More on that. Oh, uh, a simple vehicle. I stand in solidarity with Jack and his jihad against push buttons. I hate them. Jack, my husband, and I feel the same way about the push button start. Pudge. Nobody's called me Pudge in a while. Pudge, I'm with you. Read the vehicle electronics. I hate them. Jack, I agree with you. Too many electronics. We should call you Amish Jack. That's a good new nickname.
1: It's <laughs> strong. Amish Jack. Old. When old simple Jack isn't simple enough. Old Amish, Amish Jack. Jack.
3: Does power steering infuriate you? No, you like the power steering. Jack, our 28-year-old son drives this. A picture of an old uh, Ford
1: truck for the same reasons you just laid out. See, it's a thing with some people. I admit it. Uh, this reminds me uh, very much of um, how the internet has allowed uh, child molesters and perverts to gather <laughs> and reinforce their bizarre beliefs. It's just like that. It isn't it, Michael? Doesn't it remind you of that? uh,
3: No, that's funny. Mailbag. So- what?
1: What? Now, in
2: my car, I have, like, the fob that I must insert into the dashboard mm-hmm. and then push the button. How does that... Where does that and, rank on your What's thing? the
3: upside of that? Why do I need the extra action here? Uh, why
2: why you would can't... you bring that up to enrage him? I'm just wondering if it's the physical pushing of the button or if it was the, the fact that he couldn't forget <laughs> his keys in there, because I can't do that with this. True. I like that better, because I okay. had a car with
1: that one. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Controversial stuff, and I quote... Good men must not obey the laws too well. Discuss amongst yourselves. Yeah, that's a tough one for the kids. Right? How? What do you teach your kids? I can tell you what I taught my kids, but... I think you got
3: to start with the, uh, you know, obeying the law. And then get to the uh, nuances later.
1: I, I, that's absolutely true. That's right. Because the, the subtleties involved in, no, this is a time for civil disobedience, are... Well, they're subtle, which makes them subtleties. (laughs) Which is one of the keys to subtleties. Hard to imagine I don't have a Pulitzer yet (laughs) or a Grammy or something. So uh, Christopher has written us, well, Chris, a a really nice note on a couple of different topics. Um, But he's bringing up a topic from six months ago because he's six months behind on podcasts. And he's afraid of missing a moment of the show, so he's trying to catch up, but he's currently six months behind. So it sounds like he's a little uh, OCD,
3: but that's fine. Whatever yeah, it takes. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's like the, the guy who like
2: sees the the huge movie ten years after it came out because it finally is making its basic cable runs. Yeah.
3: Well, I've, no, it's different
1: than that. It's I've much more a, OCD. I've it's done just, that
3: a number of times. Hey, has anybody here seen Napoleon Dynamite? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, we saw it years ago. Then he <laughs> signs
1: off, uh, looking forward to hearing this email read on the air next November. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you
2: go to it's like when you go to Mexico and you see like a billboard for like Seinfeld. You're like, wait, this right.
1: already happened? Wow. <laughs> oh, hey, wake up, Mexico, huh? Uh, advice for grads. Um, uh, this is a nice note from Mike, who quotes a handful of uh, great thinkers. Start your day by making your bed. That's a great commencement speech and turned into a book by that, that, Navy Admiral McRaven. I'm a believer in that. I actually have a copy of that book. I do, too. I haven't read it, but I have it. Surely that's a good step. Uh, <laughs> happiness is not necessarily doing what you like, but in learning to like what you have to do. Ben Franklin said that. Um, A number of different things. Spend time listening to people at least 20 years older than you and read a book at least 100 years old. Um, And then this quote from Joseph Prince, whose work I'm not sure I know. When you go on a road trip, you don't wait for all of the traffic lights to turn green before you leave. That is a take the first step. Get going. Don't worry if you've figured it all out. Do something. Be bold. Take a chance. Don't worry. No, all the lights aren't green right now, but they will be. That's, I love that saying. I wish I'd heard it when I was younger. How much of,
3: for at least modern graduates, it should just be all about lowering your
1: expectations? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Which listen, is a tough thing to hear. You're not that special. You're not that unique. There are tens of millions of you in this country, hundreds of millions around the world. Figure out what you can do and work really hard, and eventually you'll have some nice rewards. Try to hang around nice people; they'll make you happy. Now, goodbye. Yeah, Get go. well. And just my go take your pictures with your parents. My <laughs> experience
3: with uh, f- 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 modern college students slash graduates that I have being vague. Um, yeah, the uh, life is not going to be as um, well. Certainly, your work life is not going to be as deep and meaningful and cool as your life has been up till now, Mm -hmm. where it was always a a pursuit of the super meaningful or super fun, your job is almost certainly not going to be super meaningful or fun. Right. (laughs) And that's what you're going to spend a lot of your time
1: on for the rest of your life, which is a tough message to hear. Having sat through several graduation ceremonies in recent years, I'll also tell you that the whole, you are the generation that will change the world thing is nice, but... I'd like to see it presented a little differently because it's also dreamy and yeah. <clears throat> the herds of unicorns scampering over the hill ish. Um, it ought to be a little more, hey, change your house, then change your, your block and maybe try to change your town, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, do some good for people and then, you know, see if the world doesn't change as opposed to, you know, just screaming about global issues because it makes you feel good. Anyway, uh, on the topic of uh, hobbyists and hobbies, got a lot of cool notes. Here's Daniel who, um, he says, if one would pursue a hobby, they might be less preoccupied about being offended. certainly keeps me out of trouble. His hobby is uh, artistic uh, kids' books, and his family inspires some of his books. Look at his robot book. Look how cool this looks. His nine-year-old inspired that. Look at the cover of that. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. What if if being offended is my hobby? Life of robots. Well, then I hate you. (laughs) So there we are. Funny that you mentioned a hobby today, writes Rob. I was listening while tinkering on my 26-year-old MG Midget project. It's an old sports car, never completed, never driven. So many times uh, people ask, will you sell it when you're done? I actually fear completing the car. What will I do then? Good Lord, people just don't
3: get it. Yeah, I uh, let me restate that briefly unless, in case you didn't hear it, because it's one of the most important things I've come across in years, maybe. I loved it. Hit it. In Defense of Hobbies was the name of the article, and it, the idea was that we've we've lost the idea of having a hobby um, either in our own minds or, or for other people. It's a cultural thing. It's a societal pressure. And the idea being that, like, if you're into crocheting or something like that, you start thinking, or other people start asking, so are you going to put those on Etsy, or are you going to take them down to the farmer's market? No, I'm not going to try to sell them and make any money out of them. you got to make like a side up. hustle. It's a side hustle. You're in a band. Okay, so you're getting gigs, you're making an album. No, we just, we just, we just get together in my garage and play. It's it, just a hobby. It just makes us happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're fixing up your old car. So it's going to be worth a lot of money? I don't know. It might not be worth anything. I I just like working on cars. (laughs) Right. So the idea of bringing back that aspect of life seems like a good idea. Love it. And quit asking people if they're going to make money off of it or whatever.
1: (laughs) Consumerism is poisoning our
3: souls. What do you do that for? News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a number of texts about the whole idea of uh, the return of hobbies. Maybe we'll hit you with those in a little bit. Well, and the fact that
1: the concept kind of vanished is, is odd and troubling. Not good for our brains. Speaking of odd and troubling, the coverage of the goings on in Israel slash Palestinian territories, we yeah. need to talk about that at some point. It seems clear. Even the WAPO reporting that Hamas is telling people, the gates are open, rush through, rush through, you can rush into Israel now, even though the gates were not open, and the fence was intact, and there were soldiers there with guns, fearing some sort of invasion. So Hamas sent many dozens of people to their deaths to put this issue back on the media map around the world. Well, it's worked, Um, but the number of outlets just thinking
3: it was a horrifying move by uh, Donald Trump to... Oh, and brutality by Israel. Because it killed the so-called peace process that was never going to happen. It's like if I twisted my ankle and somebody said, well, that's really going to hurt his chances for becoming a Golden State Warrior. Right. It was never going to happen anyway. That's the peace process. Anyway, news now with Marsha Phillips. Along those
0: same lines, the U.N. Security Council set to meet today to discuss the deadly violence along the Israel-Gaza border after the opening of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem There are calls for a general strike today in Gaza and the West Bank to protest the deaths of dozens in Gaza. Something like 60 people were killed in confrontations with Israeli
3: forces, and there are worries that there could be another uh, deadly day ahead of us today. God, here's my history with the whole Israel-Palestinian thing, is every couple of years, for whatever reason, it becomes a giant national story, and we all talk about it and read up on it. Then we get tired of it. And move on to something else and think, yeah, why am I worried about that? It's a tiny area on the other side of the world that has no effect on me. And we stop paying attention to and it again. And nothing for a ever years. changes. And nothing ever changes. And then it comes back up again in a couple of years. And here's another one of those.
0: Yeah, as Joe was mentioning, White House spokesman Raj Shah is saying that Hamas is to blame for yesterday's deadly violence. During a briefing, Shah said, Hamas is intentionally and cynically provoking this response. And as the Secretary of State said, Israel has the right
3: to defend itself.
0: Israel saying its troops were defending the border. Israel accusing Hamas of trying to carry out attacks under the cover of the protests.
3: What drives the interest in this, though, at this point? For for a long time, some of it was... Anything in the Middle East had to do with oil prices. Right. We don't worry about that near as much anymore. It's got to be just the religious stuff, right? Because if two m- m- tiny African countries are arguing over a little piece of land and killing each other, we don't pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. We've been paying attention to the region for a long time, so that's, that's, that's part of a it. A lot of it driven by oil, though. Sure. Oh, yeah, stability in the Middle East, therefore s- stable energy prices and uh-huh. economic growth, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can't just be about justice, because, I mean, I, I can bore you with the three, four stories of absolutely horrific inhumane treatment by various governments or ethnic groups around the world going on right now. Well, right. That, ma- that, that makes the Palestinians, what, a few dozen people? And I do not mean any disrespect to the loss of life, which is terrible, but we're talking thousands and thousands of people being slaughtered.
3: Yeah, a bunch of people got killed in Burma a couple of weeks ago over their dispute. Nobody's worried about that. No. Why is it that particular border, Israel and Palestine, it's got to be the religious stuff, I guess. The White House is saying... And, it,
1: and it's become a liberal cause celeb. Well, and conservative, too, for yeah. that matter. It's become a political football. White House is saying that the First Lady, Melania Trump's going to
0: be in the hospital for the rest of the week after going through a procedure to treat a benign kidney
3: condition I know Monday. what caused it. If you swallow your pride too many times, this is what happens to your kidneys. Oh, my. Oh, shut up. It's well documented. Wow. NBC medical
0: contributor Dr. Natalie Azar has some more details.
3: Typically, this would be considered more of an outpatient procedure or even an overnight procedure. So we think this is probably just an abundance of caution that they want to monitor her, certainly for any pain, um, any bleeding at the site. That's what I was wondering. When they said she'd be in the hospital all week. You don't not not everybody who's forty seven ends up in the hospital for a week. Yeah, that's a long time yeah. in the modern world.
0: And uh, it's uh, supposedly Non-invasive Recovery time Tends to be quick Usually you're out Maybe in a couple
1: hours After the uh, operation Or the procedure Yeah, I wonder If it's is this some sort Of smoke screen So the press Doesn't know When to show up well, To watch her Well, we or, have you know, No business or, knowing
3: I, I don't care We have no business I hope, I hope
1: she's okay But, uh, yeah It's not a big deal We don't have royals no, In the, America
3: And the complaining Because Trump Didn't go to visit her Earlier Or what company or Well, that turns Into a nightmare Of press coverage right. Your wife's trying to go to the hospital to deal with something, you don't need 50 journalists tagging along.
0: It's uh, usually a big deal when a parent doesn't show up for their child's wedding. It's an even bigger deal when the wedding in question is Saturday's royal wedding at which Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will tie the knot. Markle's dad is not going to be there to walk his daughter down the aisle. Kensington Palace does not confirm or deny a TMZ report that has Thomas Markle not attending but they are asking for understanding and respect for the couple. Now, TMZ... Still waiting for the first word I care about in this story. <laughs>
1: yeah, <exactly. laughs> I'm telling you, Harry, if you're listening, Harry, first of all, thank you for listening to the Armstrong and Getty <laughs> Show. Secondly, run for your life, son. Run for your life. The sun never sets on the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> That's right. You've got the dad won't show up. He's so, had, got no part of it. Right. The half-brother is saying she's a shallow, nasty tramp. You know, so I, does, just, I don't know. There's danger there. But does so she and dad not get along? Is that the problem?
0: TMZ says Markle's dad is upset over the flack he got for allegedly getting paid for staging paparazzi photos of him preparing for the wedding.
3: Yeah. What? That was a weird move. I saw that over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he got involved. He figured out a way to make money with him picking out a suit for the wedding. Right? And I got no problem. with I got that. no problem with it either. But uh,
1: I don't know. Boy, I you know what, That's Sean? Certain,
3: would your dad do that? I find would myself my dad do that? Caring less <laughs> than I
1: cared like thirty seconds ago. <laughs> it just shows him to be a certain sort of person, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, guys uh, got to make a living.
3: Picture I? your dad contacting the press about picking out the suit because he's going to be able to make money off of it. <laughs>
1: I tell you what, if, if he called me and said, hey, you know, I just, the, the National Enquirer called, said they'd give me a hundred gurr to follow me around picking out a suit. I'd I would take say, care of your mom's medical treatment, the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Be- I'd say, get it done. I am somehow in the lineage to the throne. Let's
2: not worry about paparazzi paychecks right now, father. See if you I can get another 25 away. grand for picking out shoes. That's what I would
3: tell him. I could end up being Queen of England.
2: I don't I'm not You're trying to catch a year's salary for some pictures. Come on,
1: we're becoming big royalty, big. father! Yeah, big picture! Come on, Michael, where's the blonde blonde blonde? What are we paying you for? Come on! I'm sorry, I got bored. Come on! Oh. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> Royal wedding. Uh, Hilarious.
0: Indian Bay Playoffs. The Warriors made a statement in game one of the Western Conference Finals. I'd Golden say. State power and pass the Rockets 119 106 at the Toyota Center behind 37 points from Kevin Durant.
1: Warriors up nine. Thompson flashes by. Doesn't set the screen. Durant takes a three over Harden. Knocked it down. KD's got 33. That hit nothing but net. 99-87 Warriors with 7.50 to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> some good action. Now, did the play-by-play
2: guy make it a rule that the, that the color analyst could have to be more nasally than me?
3: <laughs> so was that the shot in which uh, I think Chris Webber said, all you can do to defend that is you'd have to
1: grow. That's the only thing you're going to be able to do. Become I'm 11 feet tall.
3: <laughs> the reason Barkley said it's going to be over in three is, so uh, for Houston, your your best player scored 41 points. You played the best game you're ever going to play. The Warriors two-time MVP had a eh game, and they still won by double digits. Mm. So what are you going to do? It's over.
1: Ah, listen to this. Listen, <laughs> it's never over. It's not over till we say it's over. No, nah,
3: I didn't see the complaining of it's no fun to be an NBA fan because you put too many stars in one team. I see that argument. Okay,
2: it's It's amazing. I love seeing all these other teams just not be able to get their stuff together to compete
3: you it is something. Got to figure it out. They are dominant. I, I, I want a time machine. I want to see them to play. I want to watch them play Wilt's team. I want to watch them play Michael Jordan's team. That's what we need to see. Meanwhile,
0: the Cavaliers are going to try to rebound from a game one loss in the Eastern Conference Finals tonight against the Celtics in Boston. That's your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty
1: Show, the conscience of the nation. To make the point, uh, sorry, LB. Um to make the point this... Thank you, Michael. That's great. Super. Time you got in. any comments on the Carter presidency, as long as we're you know, really exercising our comic timing here? Uh, no, no, I don't. Ah, right. So as has been pointed out many times, if uh, at the risk of being overly sportsy, uh, the Warriors would get the hell beat out of them by the great 80s teams. It was a different rule book. It was a different game. Not,
3: they wouldn't get the hell beat out of them if you played by today's rules. The, 80, the 80s teams would lose by 30. Well, exactly. You got to depend. On, you got to decide which rules you're using. That's what I said. Um. So yeah, a lot of defensive hobbies, which is pretty interesting. So you'd have
1: to have a time machine and persuade the league that you're from the future and to change the rules. Yeah. Little unfair. Sure. They built those teams to beat the hell out of each other. Uh. Our text line is four one
3: five two nine five K F T C. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I climbed the ladder of class rank to the top because I failed to participate in activities such as athletics, band, speech and debate, and journalism that ironically would have decreased my GPA while I watched my peers become involved and accomplished and improve as human beings. It is for this reason I confess that I don't believe I am qualified to represent my graduating class. I have not had the opportunity to talk to or even meet a majority of the graduates here today.
3: So that's making the round. It's a graduation address by the, uh, the top GPA kid at some school and uh, saying I didn't get involved in a whole bunch of stuff because it would have lowered my GPA. Wow. And I don't feel like, well, basically he's saying I don't feel like I'm as uh, well-rounded and interesting as these other people.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. My kids' high school, they went to like a, a multiple valedictorian <laughs> thing. Man, something's in bloom that's making me crazy. Anyway, uh, because it became clear that the quest to be the one was co- causing all sorts of you know, distortions in the market, as we'd say in econ. People doing all sorts of crazy things, yeah. cheating and cutthroat, and, so wh- and sacrificing their education to get the higher grades. And so, just-
3: so what's going on? 'Cause the idea of having a valedictorian's been around I don't know, certainly my whole life, maybe forever. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden it's gone off the rails. And yeah. so so what what is happening there? Is it the is it the weird college thing? Or that is, is a it a factor? Or does it fit into the hobby discussion we're having where everything is about climbing the ladder of success somehow. Why
1: don't we talk about that next segment? Because we're going to anyway, and I think it all fits together. It absolutely does. It's a cultural shift. But uh, first of all, uh, three critical stories from the Pacific Northwest that you need to know. Number one, it was 88 degrees in Seattle yesterday. Apparently, which is a crazy record. It's usually 65, so it's hot in Seattle. Get, a, get an iced Starbucks. Right, exactly. It's cold in California right now. The two, uh, everybody get together and, and, and love one another right now. Uh, moving along, uh, too cold at home, uh, huh?
3: Mm, it's cold at home. Hmm? Is it cold at
1: home? No. Too hot to
3: fish, too hot for golf, and too cold at home.
1: What? A 14th human foot has been discovered. Off the shores of British Columbia, a what? 14th human foot since, well, 2007. 11 years of feet. That's going to be the book I write. (laughs) Jack, as you know, I've been on this beat for quite a number of years. Uh, The feet that wash up up on shore is your desk. The shocking, disturbing number of human feet that wash uh, ashore in the great state of Washington and or British Columbia. Uh, Canadian authorities say a man was walking the beach on Gabriola Island. I've never had the pleasure. I'm sure it's wonderful on the west coast of the country when he found a disarticulated human foot inside a boot. What was that word you used? Disarticulated. Okay. So if my foot
3: comes off, honey, uh, my foot's been disarticulated. What? Uh, Dial
1: 911. It's been what? Google it. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to cause a delay in your medical care. Anyway, they found a foot in a boot. And uh, they're wondering who it belongs to. If you're missing a foot, call <laughs> Canadian. Hey, authorities. that might
3: be where my foot went.
1: <laughs> uh, At least a... it's shod. I appreciate that. I don't like bare feet, as you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's the 14th foot, as we mentioned. Do they have uh, any guess where this is coming from? Yeah, yeah. A, a serial leg. biff footer. He just you wait. You know, you're drinking in a hotel bar. You wake up in a tub full of ice with no feet. Happens all the time. Happened to a friend of uh, my friend. Uh, let's see. It's the 14th. Uh, according to a map created by the British Columbia Coroner's Service, which has now been forced to map the feet. Why are all these feet washing up in British Columbia? Well, it's probably a combination of winds and ocean currents. And feet just tend to separate from the body when they're in water after a while. Well, um, okay. For whatever reason. But why and the, then your shoes float. Why are there so many bodies in the water? Uh, don't know. Okay. Do not know. Despair. People are tired of being Canadians. They hurled themselves into the sea. I'm reminded of... Who (laughs) can blame them? Or the pirate philosophy of dead men tell no tales. Mm, I always go to a foul game afoot. Could Mm. be. Could be that. So, uh, your big, big story out of the Pacific Northwest that we really should have left more time for, but, uh, what are you gonna do, is the Seattle City Council watering down, but passing, a new tax on large businesses... Taxing job creators hundreds of dollars per employee to battle the city's growing homelessness problem. Originally, they were going to to charge $500 per employee. And remember, if you subsidize something, you get less of it or more of it. If you tax something, you get less of it. Um, And so Amazon is saying, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, out of nowhere, they said, well, we need more money to give to homeless people and whatnot. So I know who has money, companies that are growing. So we're going to charge you $500 an employee, um, and you have to just give it over to us. God, that's such a, I
3: mean, that's such a progressive unicorn, sort of. They've got plenty of money. That is, I was
1: watching uh, coverage of the city council meeting last night. That was exactly what they were saying. Listen, we need money, and Amazon has lots of money. We need to share. Everybody needs to share. They're actually saying this stuff at the city council
3: meeting. You know what Amazon's going to do? They're going to find the perfect spot and get a bunch of gifts from some city to open up another headquarters. Then they're going to shut down their Seattle headquarters. And just have a
1: better deal to run their company from. Yeah. There were actual communists at the city council meeting. God, uh, you
3: idiots, don't you realize they'll just leave at some point?
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, but the uh, the unicornians of the Seattle area were uh, fully in favor of this, and so they're going to hit them with $275 on each employee. Any business that has more than... Uh, what is the number of employees? Well, it's, it's big businesses. Uh, are they
3: calling it the Amazon tax? Because that's clearly yes. aimed
1: at them. Yeah, it's going to cost Amazon at least $20 million a year. Whoa! Yeah. Now, Amazon makes zillions of dollars. Yeah,
3: but they've got cities all across the country bending over backwards to eliminate every tax that exists.
1: That is correct, sir. To get them to come to their city. This is a great experiment in economics, though. A city that's hot, it's growing very fast, doing everything it can to ruin itself. So, we shall see. Yeah,
3: it will be an interesting experiment to watch. And uh, everything else coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.